Welcome to Pillars. This is the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing. Our mission here is to find short resilience topics so you can fix any challenges you have and finish a better wingman and airman. Today we're going to look at the social pillar or social domain, but we're going to begin with looking at these domains of resilience. I'm here with Dr. Jerry Walker, and I'm Chaplain Jim Bridgem. Dr. Walker, can you talk about what these four domains are briefly? Sure. So we've got the mental pillar, the physical pillar, the social pillar, and the spiritual pillar. And uh, you know, myself as a psychologist and you as a chaplain, we actually work with people on all four of these pillars, and, and they're really self-explanatory. You know, within the physical pillar, you've got uh, everything from your physical fitness to your, your diet, uh, your exercise, how you're caring for your body through sleep and, and stress management, uh, things of that nature. In the social pillar, uh, you've got your relationships, so uh, your friendships, your family relationships, your intimate relationships, uh, even your coworker relationships. And all these play a significant role in how you feel, uh, how you think, and how you act. You want to cover the other two? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing I'm going to hit is spiritual. And spiritual is a great thing as a chaplain because spirituality (laughs) is really unique. Uh, Each one of us has our own spirituality, whether you recognize it or not. Some of it can be religious in nature. Some of it can be just the desire to go out and spend some time in nature. Uh, The Japanese culture has something called forest bathing, which is very spiritual Mm -hmm. to them. What I like about the spiritual domain is um, not everybody feels that they themselves are spiritual Mm -hmm. or, or religious for that matter, but you can still tap into a lot of uh, very important existential uh, facets within that spiritual domain, particularly when it comes to your values and your sense of meaning or purpose. And I I think, um, you know, within the Air Force, a lot of us have that without even realizing it, whether it's the Air Force core values or our own personal values, um, how those come out in what we do on a day-to-day basis and how that guides our passions that give us that, that sense of meaningfulness in our life. Um, that is spirituality. You're exactly right. And I think sometimes we're a little afraid of spirituality and we think it's going to bite us and it's just not. It's something that's part of us in those values. The final piece, mental, mental, is what we're going to go over. And the great thing about mental is that idea of growth in our intellectual capabilities and just some of the things we do. And we're going to hit mental in a greater depth in a next episode, in a follow-on episode. But for now, we wanted to hit some things in the social pillar or social domain Mm -hmm. this week, and specifically about loneliness. We were talking earlier this week about a deployment where I'd had uh, a time of going out and around all these people, and yet I was intensely lonely. I have social media I'm connecting with, talking with family members and friends, lots of connectivity, and yet very, very lonely. And I noticed that it wasn't just myself having that experience. There were many airmen around me who, although, again, surrounded by a lot of folks in an intense operational environment, just didn't know where to go to find that sense of community. And you're generally uh, kind of an extroverted guy. Mm-hmm. And so to feel that sense of loneliness, I mean, that, was, that sounds like that was something different um, than what you'd experienced before. It was, and it's weird because you're surrounded by people and connected, and yet you're not connecting with mm-hmm. these folks. And apparently among millennials, this is actually a pretty large problem. Yeah, believe it or not, um, it, it, it has become more of an issue lately, and um, part of that is because of the wonderful advent of, of technology over the past uh, 10, 15 years, specifically with the Internet. And um, you know, while that, that air connectivity has uh, helped us in a lot of great ways, um, our, the explosion of this technology has really uh, outpaced our ability to adaptively evolve mm-hmm. um, you know, in a, from a social and a psychological standpoint to where it's having a lot of um, consequences that we 
really couldn't have anticipated. And um, you know, the reason why this is hitting the millennials particularly is because um, you know, as the internet came into its own and we had uh, certain social media um, you know, atmosphere set up amongst you know, the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the like, um, the, the millennial generation grew up with these. And, and so uh, it hit them at a critical point in their social development during that, that you know, early to late adolescence and young adulthood time frame. Uh, whereas people who did not have that when they were growing up, um, they had a lot more person-to-person interaction. And what mm-hmm. we're seeing with, uh, you know, partic- particularly the people who were born, uh, you know, about 20 or so years ago, is um, they're growing up with uh, all this social media, and it somewhat forms the basis for their uh, social relationships. Well, and I'm noticing people can be kind of almost afraid of going out and finding in-person relationships. Instead, they'll maybe go to a video game and have a group of folks they play with online sure. or things like that, which creates some community, but it's not that same in person. Well, yeah, and I don't want to come off as like I'm uh, damning social media or yeah, anything like that. I'm I, mean, I'm, uh, I know you and I are both on it. Um, and it does serve a, a great purpose for connecting Absolutely. people. But I think there are a few things you need to keep in mind um, when you are connecting with people, especially primarily connecting with people this way, is uh, it's like faux socialization. You, know, you get the sense that you're you're interacting with other people, but really it's a passive sort of interaction. Um, doesn't take much to scroll down your news feed or to, to send messages back and forth with people, um, so it can feel like you're socializing. But at the end of the you know whatever the, the session, um, you actually can feel more lonely than when you started. It's almost like um, you know when you're really hungry and you you have a, a little snack, it makes you uh, maybe fulfills you for that moment that immediate gratification, but then afterwards you haven't really uh, fixed the problem. Another issue with social media um, is that there's uh, a lot of image management. So uh, people will try to represent themselves in a very favorable way, for better or for worse, because they want to um, you know, show off the great things in their lives and their great accomplishments. Um, but what this does is it gives us an inauthentic representation of, of people's lives as a whole and sets this extremely high bar for what is considered the the average or normal life experience. And so if you're going through a tough time, if you're you know, having difficulties uh, you know, at work or at home or in other areas of your life, you go on Facebook and you see that everybody's happy and they're celebrating these relationships and these accomplishments, it can actually uh, lead to you feeling really depressed. And that, in turn, sets an impossible standard for happiness. I agree. And I think when we go out in those communities we're around, sometimes we're reticent to because people will see what's actually going on inside. Mm-hmm. And we want to present this perfect aura. And we want to say, look, <laughs> right. I'm perfect, just like my Facebook account and my Instagram. But the reality is all of us have issues going on below mm-hmm. the surface. And the only way to help deal with that and grow with it, fix our, our challenges, overcome them, is in community. That's a great point. I mean, if, if we're trying to construct this representation of ourselves through social media, uh, then, you know, oh my goodness, this fear of uh, possibly shattering that through your, your in-person contact could actually lead to people uh, you know, engaging in self-imposed isolation, uh, which of course is going to make them feel even more lonely and then uh, can make them feel like they need to, to seek more attention through these social media uh, spheres. And so it's, it's really that fear of uh, acceptance, that fear of rejection, uh, I think, that can lead to people self-isolating or, or um, keeps them from uh, feeling like they can get out there and, and interact with other people on a genuine 
uh, real level. Yeah, and what we looked at is we wanted to find some just quick solutions that might help you as you're trying to get out of maybe that bubble and find community that fits you. I'm personally a big geek. That's what I do, and I enjoy geeky card games, and I go to geeky events. Tell, tell them what it is. Okay, so I play Magic, which is a <laughs> card game that gives me my geek platinum card. And why that's important is I spend time with these folks in small places all around the U.S. In fact, my last base, we had a number of defenders who I played with after work. We would get together and do this. It was a great event, a great opportunity. So finding a group like that is key. I used an app called Meetup. That's just what I use. You can find something like that. And what they are is they're just small groups that come together to do an event and spend time together. It can be camping. It can be hiking. It can be geeky card games. Mm -hmm. But whatever it is that you love and enjoy to spend that time in community with folks just like that. Another option is your base has tons of events. They do. In fact, they're just sometimes difficult to find depending on the base. There's always an app or something. I'd encourage you to find an event and just go. You might be one of five people there, but show up and just try to meet someone. And one other piece that had hit me, I had deployed with a unit that I was not assigned to. It was a, assigned to a unit sent out as a one deep person. That's pretty common where we're in units that aren't our home station unit or with colleagues we already know. And I encourage you to just try to connect with those people. Sometimes it's intimidating, depending on the people we're with, to try to really connect deeply. We might be there in a specific role where we're supporting them. But I'd encourage you to also try to develop and cultivate those friendships. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on that? No, I think you hit the nail on the head. On the head. I mean, it's um, <clears throat> it's hard when you're you're trying to find people with similar interests, but um, you know, a lot of times there are those other people out there who enjoy the the same thing. And you know, hey, if you've got a common interest like uh, you know pro football or certain video games, you're going to find a ton of people who who share that interest. But even uh, more constrained interests. So you know, I don't know how popular Magic the Gathering is, <laughs> uh, but I mean, it sounds like you've been able to find people at, yeah. at various bases who do share that interest. Maybe had to look for them a bit more creatively or or other places, but um, you're able to find those helped with that sense of connection. And so, you know, really, if there's a takeaway, I would say that's it. I mean, finding other people who, who share some of those common interests uh, or even just common values uh, can really go a long way to, to help them with that sense of connection. But I think also, um, you know, there are a, a ton of events or, you know, things that we do throughout the unit, um, you know, the, the mandatory fun events, right, uh, that offer the opportunity for that sense of connection. But even within a crowd, you can still feel lonely. Because it comes back to you know, how much are you investing, how much are you putting yourself out there to, to show people, people your authentic self, uh, and then allowing them to do the same. You know? And on that note, I have a sign in my office, and it says, find your tribe and love them hard. <laughs> and I think what it is is whatever your tribe is, whatever that group of people you connect with, to find them and just super connect. Step out of your comfort zone. Try to get some new information from them. It's a lot easier if you're a football fan or sports fan. They're <laughs> everywhere. It's a little more difficult with these niche areas that we like. If it's a spirituality, find a Bible study, a local mosque, a local synagogue, somewhere that you can connect with something that resonates with you. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that might be all we've got today. Is there anything else we missed? Um, well, I'm sure there's plenty of other things that uh, you know people are thinking of right now just listening to us. and um, They're probably thinking, oh, why didn't they say this? Well, if you do have those things, please feel free to, to reach out to us and let us know uh, if you have any questions, comments, or, or would like to talk some more about other resources. We're available for you, so um, you can find us on the global. 
You can also find us on Facebook, and we will have some contact information listed there as well. For now, we just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this podcast. We're going to be doing about six of these initially, so we're looking forward to your feedback and how we can improve them, and also any ratings you want to give us on iTunes will help as well. Any sharing you'd like to give this to other airmen you're with is also very much appreciated. For now, thank you for what you do. We appreciate everything you do. We know it's a very hard job for you and your families. You're away a lot. You work very hard, and we just want to thank you for that. Mm-hmm.